offended when um, you... Oh. When I do, when he does that. Yeah. Right when we're trying to say something, I do get offended, yeah. When you reference Instagram and you say, oh, like, yeah, no, I did, I, I did an Instagram about it the other day, which is, I know, self, you know, praising or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you should know my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when... Oh, okay. Bad start, bad start. It's okay. So you You're okay. just so excited, aren't you? It's because we were all being so funny and talking Aww. so much. It's okay. There we go. I'll just put you this way. And you can look at the pretty colours. Um, oh, God, my bra. Thank you. Thank you. God, it's so nice. So nice. So, so nice. nice. Um, yeah, so if I reference like doing an, I, an Instagram or something and somebody looks at me like they don't know what Instagram is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, but yeah. I know they know what Instagram is. Exactly. That's so why are they like? Why are they making out that they're above Instagram? Do you know what I mean? Probably because they feel insecure about the fact that maybe they don't have an Instagram. It's too late for them to get an Instagram. Something like that. Is it ever too late though? Is it ever too? I late? was thinking the same thing about Twitter the other day. Oh, it's like you've you've really you were such a sassy tweeter, BB. When I was thirteen years old, my mate's Twitter handle was BB Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was such a sassy tweeter. <laughs> BB Styles as in Harry Styles, not BB Stylist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been just like a lookbook, but it wasn't. It was I. I got a Twitter book because Harry Styles got Twitter. Um, also important to note that I'm more of a One Direction fan than anyone watching, because when they were on their first week of the X Factor. I went to the X Factor studios, um, waited outside. There were obviously 100 girls there. Many more would be there in the weeks to come. Only the really true hardcore fans were there on the first week. But I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not going to see Harry this big, far away. No. I found my way to a back entrance, walked around the gate, had a little letter for him and everything like that. And then I found this open door and a bunch of people queuing outside. And it turns out it was the back door. Harry walked by, saw me, did this, and I burst into tears on the spot. Yeah. So you did used to cry watching the X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. Every Saturday. Yeah. So that was why I had Twitter. And then after I got over my One Direction phase, I decided to delete it. But then I was just, I don't know, I was thinking the other day, like, is it, would it be embarrassing uh, for me to now start Twitter? No, I no. feel like that would be weird. No, I you do can feel relaunch. like that would be you weird. Can I'm considering deleting my Twitter mm-hmm. and starting again. Mm. Yeah. You know, you can reinvent yourself the entire time. Exactly. So don't, don't be afraid, kids. So. so. <laughs> So Bibi's back. I'm back. Back from my big job. Yeah. Back from working. Um, Such a working, working actress. Working away. Working abroad. Um, I hate it when people do the hashtag am working. Fuck off. Who does that? Have you That's not seen aggressive. That? I don't know. It's not just for actresses. Uh-huh. If, if you're an actress and does hashtag am working mm-hmm. or hashtag am writing. Mm-hmm. Writing all the time. Writing all the time. I don't need to hashtag it. Exactly. I don't need to prove it to you. Yeah. I don't, I don't actually have to be even writing. I have writing, ideas all the time. Writing is thinking. Exactly. You That's know? the majority of it. The, the majority of the work is thinking. Yeah. So I'm working, I guess you could say 24 hours a day. Yep. Always on. Um, I did have yeah. my first day of work yesterday away from the baby for mm-hmm, the first time. Mm-hmm. Jessie's also a working I'm actress. Just, hashtag am working. I'm working. It's okay because I'm saying it. I'm not writing exactly, it down. Typing exactly. it on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. She's thinking it too. <laughs> but I... I, because I was so worried that I would be missing the baby for these mm-hmm. like six hours, mm-hmm. I was going to be away. So I took my notebook and everything, and I opened the notebook. It's like because you know how filming is essentially waiting for the the job is waiting. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. You, absolutely. To send you mental, um, and I basically opened my notebook and I just started writing. And the page after at the end of the day, I looked at the notebook and it was full, and it looked like I. I, I mean, it, it was worrying. <laughs> what? Was like, oh, like a this crazy is an idea. Person. Oh, this is an idea. I haven't had a chance to write down. Oh, oh my gosh, this is a good doodle idea. Oh my god, oh my god, I've got to do this. I've got to buy some antibacterial wipes. I've got to do this. I've got to. I'm just so mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. It's probably because, like, subconsciously, maybe you felt guilty for doing something that was away from the baby for for working for like advancing your career when mm. like maybe the motherhood part of your brain is like no 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 you need to make use of this time definitely so, so i just sat there breast pumping and writing shit ideas down yeah whereas i just sat for two weeks essentially in a hotel room <laughs> in <Dorsco, laughs> watching tv i'd already seen so, so what did you yeah. watch uh, well the one thing i did watch that was amazing is um the new series of documentaries by adam curtis for okay. the bbc um the okay just okay. in case you guys didn't know, I'm really smart. Now you do. Um, but I also didn't get all the way through them. I, I did have to take a few breaks and watch Parks and Recreation, which I feel is a really guilty pleasure because that show is too wholesome. Like, it's funny, 
but it's stupid and silly. But I remember I watched that when I was going through a really difficult time. And for some reason, when I was stressed out or feeling lonely or anxious or whatever, I just suddenly had this urge to watch it again. So it's clear that, you know, you have these uh, emotional connections with certain television shows and you watch them when you're in times of need. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's not that's not to say I didn't have a great time. I did have a great time staying there in a spooky abandoned hotel and uh, all good. That's very good. He just yeah. vomited again. Oh, oh no. again. Just yeah. when we were going to talk about you having got better at vomiting. Yeah. Well, no, it's not as bad. It's not as bad, is it? No, it's and nowhere he's... near as bad. And he's smiling and he's laughing. And he's so much bigger in the 10 days I've been away. Yeah. Babies grow. Mm. They do grow. They really do. Yeah. Anyway, it was so weird because the, the thing mm. I'm filming is uh, we started filming pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. And now we're filming the rest of it post-pandemic. It's mm. been delayed and delayed and delayed. Mm -hmm. I've had a baby mm. in the interim. Yeah. And it feels kind of embarrassing because everyone, everyone kind of looks the same. I'm really impressed that everyone's not changed, you know, doesn't look ancient and yeah. isn't obese. And sure, like, sure. I'm surprised that we all look basically the same, mm -hmm. which shows you that it's, it's, it sounds like it's been, it feels like it's been forever, mm -hmm. this whole thing. But actually, it's been a year. Yeah. When we look back on it, for sure, we won't... Um, it, it won't seem as long and tortuous as it does when you're literally yeah. living it out day by day. But I was just so impressed that everyone was kind of looks the same, same hair colour. Um, I went into the costume room and seeing the same clothes I wore, you know, over a year ago, it just feels, it just felt so surreal. Yeah. And now everyone's in masks as if that's normal. And, you know, the whole new thing about you know if you're even just walking down the corridor and do you put your mask on just to go to the toilet and do you you know stuff like that and then people asking you are you okay with me not wearing a mask and you have to really think about it yeah am I okay with you not wearing a mask like oh yeah okay and then you feel stupid for saying actually do you mind putting on a mask mm -hmm. it's just it's the whole etiquette is so yeah bizarre. exactly because it defines um who you are as a person in like an, a whole entirely new way like you, we, there are already so many ways to sort of express yourself and show how professionally you are and all that kind of stuff and now it's like there's another layer where you have to consider how is this going to make me come across yeah and um, did you find the makeup and the hair and stuff so before you you're allowed to go and you know basically sometimes without a mask mm -hmm. if they're doing a makeup obviously sure. and then they had to put on a visor a mask a shield it made me feel really guilty because yeah. I feel like the actors get a lot more leeway yeah um, um, but at the same time, there's only so much that people can do. And I, I spoke about this in our Instagram live last week, but which I hope you watched, which we hope you tuned in. It for, was a guys. very good Instagram live. We actually. had a fun time. I was wearing a sexy little sleepy nighty. Yeah, it was weird. Actually. You saw me running back and forth in the room. It was a bit silly and it was a bit fun. I'm actually, it wasn't good, but I am staggered that people watched it at 9am oh, yeah. on oh, a yeah, Friday yeah. morning. It just yeah, shows yeah. that most people are on Instagram at 9am in the, the morning. The support yeah. is just wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, 595 of them were saying, uh, I love, I Harry, love Potter. Harry Potter. And I think two of them are listening to our podcast. So, excellent. Those are, that's what we want. Those Harry Potter forever. Mm -hmm. Harry Potter forever. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say was, yeah, there was only so much that you could do because people had to be quite strict and wear the masks and then 20 seconds later we were all crammed inside of the tiny corridor that we had to be filming in and I was kissing someone I'd met that day no mask or anything like that it's like I don't know but it, he'd been it, tested he'd been tested we've been tested every couple of days but some things some things I guess couldn't help but feel arbitrary and you need to sort of tick a box so that everyone can continue on and in a way it just felt kind of cheeky because it's like kids aren't allowed to go to school but you're allowed to film something Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's more essential there? I, I understand that obviously the, the children in school, the risk of submission and stuff like that. I know there's science to prove that one is better than the other. Well, what's but the science it, then it, with nurseries? But it did feel really twisted. It was like, how can we be filming something but children are being deprived from being at school? Yeah, the logic know. is kind of It bizarre. was very strange. Yeah. But that's not to say I didn't have a blast getting somewhere different. Gardens. I walked around the botanical gardens in Glasgow. So I'm thinking of moving to Glasgow. Really? Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not just saying this on the podcast just for the first time to just throw you. Um, it's, it's actually something we've been thinking about. Obviously, we won't do it, and we're going to stay living in London, renting forever, and getting yeah. poorer and poorer oh, yeah, and poorer, and just you know, eventually, be you know, living in a in a in a shoebox mm -hmm. because of the amount of money we spend on rent mm -hmm. and the lack of work coming in. Yeah. Um, but I just I just kind of been thinking more like London. Is it actually worth it? I mean, I would be interested to know. 
about people in a similar position. Okay, that's just vomit down my shoulder. That's fine. That's just fine. It's just fine. Um, but yeah, we're really thinking about finding somewhere out of London that's just cheaper and gives us a nicer quality of life. It's I horrible mean, to think about because obviously we've grown up in London. Yeah. We're Londoners. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I think that this year must have made people open up their perspective, right, in that regard. Because if we had just had space and like a garden or I don't know more access to just fresh air it wouldn't have been so difficult so I can completely understand why anybody that lives in a kind of small space in London would want would would consider the idea because we don't know if this is going to happen again maybe there'll Um, be more global pandemics yeah I know but the thing about that is why hasn't there been more viruses than and this has happened, you know, before. So I hopefully it's not going to be a situation that happens again and again and again. Hopefully yeah. this is something that... I think this has definitely been the most extreme kind of global experience in a, in a while. That hasn't been like war or something like that. But it does... It, the, the debate about, you know, are you living to work or are you working to live? And especially with kids and finally get, getting them into a school. And then now just thinking, is it actually worth it? Is it? Is this money worth it? Should we just go and live in a barn and just get everything we need. Like, I used to think that I was dependent on living near central London because of auditions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had an audition in... They're all on Zoom now. Yeah, yeah. I know. Do I actually need to be in a central London? I don't need to. I mean, I do actually have an in-person audition on Monday. Can you believe that? I know. I can't believe that. It seems so weird. But that's just... So, I guess guess they need to see you face-to-face. So yeah, yeah. They need to see you. They need to see me to play a gorgeous 16-year-old. So... (laughs) They need to check. They need to check. I think the character was originally 12, so it's going to go really well, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it just seems just mental. But so the, the now that the lockdown kind of announcement is showing that, you know, June 21st is this date that we're all going to... I'm just getting ready. I mean, the idea of four months, to me, that doesn't sound so bad. It's 121 days, apparently. So I'm just thinking I do something special every Friday or Saturday to practice... Maybe I learn a new dance move every week until then. So that by the time I can finally show them out, I'll have the most insane dance routine. <laughs> for clubs? Yeah. For the clubs? Yeah, clubs. For the big time clubs? I mean, I just was trying to think about the clubs. It, I mean, I love to dance, but I don't like clubbing in terms of like, you know, when it's all they sweaty and intense. They have just dance clubs. But what I was thinking is, wouldn't it be great? This is a suggestion. <laughs> I know all clubs are dance clubs, but they should I have- was trying to ignore it. <laughs> clubs are just just for people who like to dance but not you know like find someone to fuck yeah okay cool they're just dancing for the pure joy of you dance yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah you but, agree with that yeah you want a buggy um but you got a buggy you got a new buggy <laughs> yeah you got a, got a fucking big buggy got that's the highlight of my uh, life oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 but i was thinking wouldn't it be a great idea if because I was thinking clubs will be overrun, right? Like yeah. it will be hell on earth. Why don't they do street clubs? Why don't all of like the bars in Soho and different places in London open up their doors and then play music and then there can be like a club outside? Outside clubs. Wouldn't that be so fun? You sh- we it could be like a big street party for a couple of days. Everybody just goes wild. It'd be so fun. You should, yeah. You, you seem so like... You know, cool, saying all of that stuff. I know, right? <laughs> I know, I got so cool. You just want a party. I mean, I don't just want a party, but I would like you to just party. Want to dance. I am really terrified. I don't know if clubs will be overrun. I think people will be more scared. Oh, no, 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 no. I think that when you, when you, just, when you feel the sense of like hunger and feralness that people have in terms of just being able to see people that aren't in their immediate bubble, I think it's going to be... It's going to be the wild, wild west. It is. It, I did have this feral energy yesterday um, seeing the girl I was filming this scene with. Um, so everyone was kept separate. And so I only saw the makeup artist and then the person I was going to film my scene with. And when I saw her, it was like, it was so animalistic. Mm. At first, I was very cautious because I didn't want to be like, hey, mm. and then hug her. She was like, actually, please don't touch me. Mm-hmm. And obviously we didn't hug. And she had a mask on and I didn't because I was getting my makeup done. Um, so we started the conversation very conservatively, like, how's it been going? What have you been doing? Kind of had to tell her I had a baby in mm, this year mm, and she mm. kind of thought I was joking um, because it did feel like yesterday that I saw her. Um, and 
then we were just talking and at first I was very, very like clipped and mm -hmm. yeah, it's going fine. I mean, it's been really fine. Oh, so you've got a new baby, like how's that going? Yeah, he's, it's, it's been really easy. It's been really easy and kind of being- overshare. Yeah, I didn't want to overshare and I was just trying to think, how do you interact with another person that's not in your bubble? How do you mm -hmm. do that? Mm -hmm. And um, five minutes in, I was telling her about my entire life. Like I could have, I, it was like I hadn't ever interacted with another female mm. of a similar age mm. in a similar field. Mm. I was just telling her everything, like yeah. about my womb, mm. about my, my blood, <laughs> like, about, about his vomiting, about books I've read, TV I've watched, like my relationship, like about Alfie's personality in depth, like. <laughs> She's like, what am I doing? And she was doing it too. I don't think it was just one-sided. Mm. And it was like, this is this is what we've come to. Mm. We just need someone who's not so close to us just to talk to sometimes. And it's fun. It's just exactly. fun. Exactly. That's what that's what I think a lot of people have really missed. Um, are, I actually read this on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. Really missing those sort of friends. The people that you can have a really, really great conversation with in passing, but you don't see them all the time. We obviously have the people that are in our family or the people that we're lucky enough to have like close to us. But in terms of just those like sort of peripheral connections that are so important to human existence, I think. The thrills that you get about talking about something with somebody that you haven't seen in a while. I think that's yeah. what probably people have been really, really missing. And I completely got that. When I was working it was like yeah it felt like trying on the hat of being a normal person again yes. and um I definitely misfired a couple of times <laughs> I mean misfired hugely a couple of times yeah there was an actor I tried to befriend he didn't want to be friends with me no. um I was too flirty with everyone you know because I thought you know that's what you do when you're on a film set you know you just you you, you befriend everyone but it just came across weird <laughs> I think I I was performatively too sad mm, mm. or manic oh nice 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 yeah nice, nice. So I, I love being performatively sad and manic yeah. love it so I thought I don't want to look too happy mm. all the time and I because mm. I'm so happy to be here and I don't want to look too happy to be away from my baby. So I've got to like look like Thoughtful. I'm like forlorn, but I'm also grateful. Oh, gotcha. So it was quite a fine line to tread. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, what's like the film character trope of a woman that you perform to be most of the time? Like, um, oh no. Nice it's one, okay. babe. Okay. Um, just if anyone's going to watch this and think, oh, why is she not looking after her vomiting baby? He, that's just, he's a vomiting baby. He's got lots of reflux. That's and, just what he does. That's yeah, his he hobby. Just, it's just, Don't it's, judge. It's his thing. You probably knit. Yeah, he just likes it. He just, you know, he's 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 getting enough food. He's just mm. getting too much food. And exactly. So he, just, he just doesn't want his cup food. <laughs> cup spilleth over, you know. But he's healthy. He's fine. And I'm sorry if you can hear the vomiting sounds. Okay, everybody. But it adds just a bit of ASMR. You know, and that's what you, we're trying out. If you if you've never dealt with a reflux baby, then when you have one, I hope that you remember this moment and you think she was so good at handling that. And she has such glowing skin and personality oh, sweet. at the time. Somebody asked me yesterday if I had Botox. I know. I was like, have I? Oh Obviously my God. I haven't. I'm too scared to ever have anything done. But I was like, that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Oh my God. Of course people would want to know that though, because it does seem kind of like unnatural. Just don't move your forehead. Okay? Just don't, just don't, don't let your, your hair down. Don't move your forehead. No. Don't wear makeup. Try and don't be go still outside. most of the day. That's all you need to have flawless skin. Yeah, the, it's what, not that much of a sacrifice. But the annoying thing about masks is that you want to show people that you're enjoying their banal chat. So mm -hmm. you try, you smile more. So I've mm -hmm. noticed that I've, I've, I've just been like, don't stop smiling. So actually they're just getting like, <laughs> really severe eyes trying not to smile. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I use my eyes a lot. I'm a very expressionate person. So I'm just, coping with the idea that I will for sure get Botox in like five to 10 years. I was speaking to somebody yesterday, another person, weirdly, I think it was somebody like, I don't know. And she said um, that all of her family have had all the surgery. Really? Yeah, and she's the only one who hasn't. And like, that must be so weird mm, for mm. if you're the one who hasn't. Yeah, and you maybe being the only one that has like a remnant of like your natural features as a family or yeah. something like that. I've always thought that must be really, really strange. Like you're the only one with the family nose left. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but in Married at First Sight Australia, they have this one character, Martha, who has had all mm. the surgery. Mm. Um, she's beautiful, but she's she's she looks like a Kardashian now. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, 
you know how you always go through the stage in the relationship where you're kind of intrigued about what they look like as a child? Yeah, yeah. If he saw photos of her as a child... Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> he would... Is that you? And then you have to think about, well, that's what your child... Is, it's, it is weird. It's, it's a form of dishonesty. Yeah, but then, again, you know, we've spoken about it before... Like the idea that maybe wearing it out on your sleeve and kind of being honest about it maybe is kind of empowering in a way. Oh, yeah. When all that scandal happened with the girl from Love Island, you know, the really beautiful one was her name, Megan? The blonde one who did have literally everything done. She had the most amazing work done. And then when people found a photo of her at school, they were oh, like, yeah. oh my God, like uh, if I had 50 grand, I would be able to look like this. But she made those decisions. Like mm. she chose to alter herself. She did it like well and tastefully. Yeah. I guess in a way... You know, it's is it this basically the same as getting your hair dyed or choosing an outfit? Obviously, yeah. I know it's a lot more dramatic, but I just think the level of judgment that people have probably comes from a place of, like, jealousy as well, you know? Well, I think it will become so mainstream that it's just really normal for everyone to have something done yeah. soon. yeah. Even kids. I yeah. mean, just not kids having... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Margot could really use some filler. <laughs> she asked me yesterday when she can have a phone... I was like, you're four. Oh my God, you're that's four. awful. That's awful. Yeah, she used Instagram as a verb this morning. Mm. Are you, you going can Instagram to Instagram? Yeah, that is just, that's terrible. I know. Um, it is terrible. I got my first phone when I was 12, but it was a brick. Like it was a, a proper brick, just mm. so that I could text mommy to say, I've gone to the park with some friends. Not that I really did that very often, but <laughs> just in the, in the off chance. Somebody invited me to the park. I, I would have been able to text my mum to say that I was on the way home. Oh so. god, those phones! There was one that you could drop from. It was it was marketed as you can drop from a high rise building and it's still. Mm. And I remember on whilst the period of time where I had that phone, I was also texting a boy that I liked. It was the first time that had ever happened, and so I associated the phone with my attractiveness. Um, and, you know, desirability. So when I needed to get an upgrade, and obviously by this point he had stopped texting me, mm, mm. I thought this was me signing off as an, anyone who was ever going to be fancied ever again. Oh. And um, I remember after, like, the new phone I got, and I, did, I really didn't want to have to get it, and it wasn't one you could drop off a building. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking... Well, I'm, that's I'm... so funny that that's, like, a design feature, that that's, like, something that they advertise. <laughs> you can drop it off a building. <laughs> I remember thinking with this new phone, I'm doomed. Yeah. I'm doomed. Well, and because I never it, got it, Because it, you didn't have the positive associations yeah. of the fancy decks. Yeah. Yeah. God. I live off that shit, you yeah. know? The positive associations with certain places mm-hmm. and the, the text textual experiences you've had, that, that is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. And then you go back there or to that place or, or you, you pick up that phone again. If I picked it up again, I probably... Yeah, it probably wouldn't mean the same. So you need to keep it in your mind's eye mm-hmm. and keep it sacred. You know, put it in a box, lock it away, put it in the back of your brain, wear a hat, don't ever look at it again. Yep. Yeah. You keep you, you like you like the analogy of hats today, I don't do. you? I yeah. do, yeah. It's because you're not a hat person. Because I'm and... not a hat person and I wish I could be. Yeah. It was so funny, the costume that they had me wearing. Because Such it's a like... a normal girl. I've never played somebody who's 25 and who's like, you know works in an office and she's like you know getting married and all this kind of stuff so I it was just so funny I had like a wrap dress I had a little booty a little ankle boot with a kitten heel um <laughs> I had a smoky eye I had a 2012 era smoky eye um and it was just incredibly strange to to see myself like that yeah it is um, so weird so whereas with me I am um, I am wearing a scrunchie, I'm wearing a head, like I'm wearing, I, I look bizarre. Exactly, you're being yourself. But that made me think I'm, I'm, I'm never ever going to get any work where I'm not actually looking normal. normal. I'm sure, fine. sure you will. And it's I, fine. And I don't know, it, 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 because it just didn't feel like me, that was like slightly strange to have to like get over that hump. Um, but I did, and it's funny because obviously you can't have any labels or anything like that in... Um, TV um and so I just I it just reminded me of the fact that whenever you like watch something like a, a like a BBC show or an ITV show and then you always wonder why everybody kind of looks like these video game avatars because they're wearing like plain colored t-shirt with a hoodie over the top and plain sneaker it just was like it just it just was really funny it's like what world is, is this show set in that nobody has any individual taste <laughs> like I just found it really funny did you um did you have to um, 
take off any kind of like identifying kind of I can't really talk I, I probably shouldn't talk about that <laughs> okay bitch I signed, you know you know Oh, because they signed an NDA. Just an NDA. Mine wasn't as fancy as hers, so I didn't have an NDA. It probably, it probably does, you know. Yeah. It probably does. Maybe. Anyway, um, I was thinking about NDAs of um people on Riot the First Sight Australia mm. and Love Island. Mm. They must have signed such such ironclad NDAs mm-hmm. because obviously the amount of prodding and probing that goes on into those kind of programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So now cool. we don't have the baby with us. He's mm. gone for a walk because he, yeah, he, he didn't being, play ball. He was being too much of a rebel. Kept wanting us to talk about dangerous topics. Exactly, you know, exactly. And it was like, us up. do you know what I mean? Be professional. Yeah. You know, you get on the team or you get out. Exactly. He's like a he's like a little um, a spy. Yeah, a spy for tabloids. He's got maverick energy. So talk about this dangerous mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. You know, say mm-hmm. some horrible things. Exactly. He's BB. goading us. He was goading us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a dark, dark. Dark fox, mm-hmm. sly fox. Never remember which one that is. Yeah, never. <laughs> you never get your phrases right, no. does she? I'm not very good at phrases, um, or anything really. Like mm. I'm not very. After having this conversation yesterday, I just kind of realised I can't speak. Mm. Why mm. am I doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I sometimes think that too. So some happy spray. How 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 has your general mood been? since you kind of feel like there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I watched this one TikTok where a guy said, um, I think that we're all depressed, but also fine. Like, mm. it's been a state of melancholy, but also everybody's learned to adapt to the certain circumstances that we're in. So now that there's a kind of end in sight, how does that make you feel? With the kids going back to school, everything like that? Well, I think mm. it's just, I, I know that I we didn't want to talk about grief, but... I feel like we've been dealt a double blow with it happening on the back of mm-hmm. what happened because this pandemic happening on the back of what happened because it's our lives have been a hugely, I mean, you know, completely changed Upturned. in the last three years now, yeah, yeah. two years. Um, so I can't really imagine our normal life. Mm-hmm. Our normal life is is gone. Yeah. So it's almost like we've got to completely be, you know, re- we've got to recreate our personalities and our entire lifestyles. Yeah, yeah. And that's quite exciting in sure. a way. Obviously n- not exciting, but th- with an end in sight now, of okay, everyone keeps fucking saying spring is coming. Like mm-hmm. spring is, this, you know, this great that, thing. Spring is pretty shit, actually. You know, it's not that warm. Yeah, and we're not in New not York. It's not always sunny, you know. But anyway, spring is coming. Mm. And summer is coming, and then June 21st is coming. And so it is quite exciting to think, oh, we might be able to go and have some distraction from the grief for mm-hmm. a bit. Because mm-hmm. we haven't had any distraction from it. Because not only has have we been grieving heavily, we've also had the world grieving with us yep. and also being depressed, mm-hmm. which has been at times quite comforting because yep. we're just doing a podcast, Alfie. Where's the baby carrier? The baby carrier's downstairs. Where? It's, it's on the, it's either in, it's in that room there, or it's on, by, you know, on the ground floor. But it's not in here. Oh, it's behind the sofa. It's behind the sofa, <laughs> so you can see why I had trouble, can't you? Okay, enjoy your podcast. It's in the, Mo- it's in the Moses basket, beh- behind the sofa, under the pillows. Okay. Um, yeah, so at times, the collective grief has been quite comforting, because it's, it's scary to think, you know, when you were saying about dancing and stuff and seeming like such a cool, you know, sassy mm. young woman. Groovy chick. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I don't know if I, if, if I was, if I was able to go out dancing tomorrow, would I? No, because I don't feel like it. But maybe in June I will. And that's quite nice. I think it's always really helpful for people to have dates and goals and deadlines and something to work towards. And I think that's what I've struggled with most lately is my deadline for the book has gone. I don't have a new deadline. I'm, You've I'm, had the baby. I've had the baby. Yeah. And that's also something that's just, you know, been this hu- upturned again. My whole life, I have a new human to look after and fend for and keep alive. Yeah, for most people, just the having the baby part would be enough to change your life completely. But it's like, you've had to deal with huge different things happening. Yeah. And um, yeah. Like Donnie said to me the other day, like, mommy, what's it like having three children? you have three children now and I don't even associate I don't I don't 
I don't ever think of it like that yeah. because he's he was in me and he's he's now here, but he's still like not quite real to me because mm -hmm. he's so tiny mm -hmm. and new. Yeah, so I do feel like maybe this year is going to be a good year. Hopefully we can have a good year and there's things to look forward to and we actually get some distraction and that's been something we've not realized that we've done really well not to have we've yeah. been we've been in it yeah absolutely I think that all of the difficulty has just made me more able to make light of things and be a bit sillier mm. and um I don't know I think yeah before everything happened I think I just probably took stuff too seriously it's obviously been really difficult and you can't even go into begin to mm. go into it but the fact that it just being such a shit show for the last couple of years is mm. genuinely like it's just so silly yeah so then going <laughs> onto a film set and remembering how awful I used to feel when I would get rejected from jobs and feel jealous of other actresses and stuff like that then going onto a film set after everything that's happened in the world and in our lives and stuff like that and you know just seeing how everyone gets all busy and they're like oh no I want my coffee with oat milk but do they not have it okay you know like it just it makes you just feel like wow what a bonus that I'm still alive and I get to do something like this mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna complain about stuff anymore I mean I obviously will yeah I absolutely will but in that moment I'm not you know for like five minutes where I'm having a nice thoughtful moment and I'm just able to to be lighter I do so. think that people have adapted brilliantly yeah I mean and the people that have it's a survival of the fittest mm -hmm. this has shown us and you know the people that in lockdown one you know were savvy and thought right how am I going to survive this yeah what am I going to do I'm going to go on 15 mile walks every day and go and see um you know St Paul's and like go yeah. into Soho and go into I'm gonna learn take a dance beautiful routine. art photos and learn a new dance routine and I'm learn gonna have a newsletter yeah you know? plant what is a fucking newsletter why not so just many call my, it a blog so many people it's I know a have blog it's a blog yeah but the thing is newsletter it's just a bit more like mm-hmm yeah you know it's a bit more you know profesh I, I don't think. do blogs well, I do I, I think do. people are embarrassed to associate themselves with blogs because blogs are associated with millennials you know with the Starbucks latte mm. and like going on a walk with like oh, a fedora oh my god something. whereas a newsletter feels a bit more zippy zappy Zuma. Sorry, I don't to know just, what the fuck I'm just throw in a different reference to St Starbucks. Okay, mm -hmm. so Starbucks is something that I've like looked down upon for so long because mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I drink a flat white from an independent coffee shop. Thank sure, you very sure, much. Sure. Also, Coffee Republic is always going to be the number one, like mm -hmm. coffee chain, not hot. Oh, poor Coffee Republic. Poor Coffee Republic. Anyway, um, Starbucks, I've realised do because you know <laughs> Alfie's on one of his you know calorie counting diets, you know. Yeah. And. Um, I mean, sorry to be horrible. I know Alfie listens to this. It's just, he, we, we, we both are doing calorie counting just because something to fucking do. It is. It's fun. It's fun to count something because I don't count <laughs> any of the other things that I'm doing in my fucking life. Anyway, we worked out. We went to, um, as a tr at our fortnightly outing to the big Sainsbury's, we went to the Starbucks. Mm. Oh my God, I used to sit there every Saturday. Every so, single Saturday between the ages of 13 and 15, I sat yeah. in that Starbucks and Jersey. I got my A-level results in that Starbucks. Well, oh. I, I opened them. They didn't supply my A-level results. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I just sounded so geeky. <laughs> By Al. <laughs> Loser. Uh, three A's. Three A's. Yeah, bitch. I cheated. Doesn't, that, that's, not, that's for another day. Anyway, um, 146 calories. Yeah, you can get the most delicious drink in Starbucks. What, That's what, a cheat what, what, drink. What, what, what? So, a grande. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me right now. We Tell should run right Weight Watchers. We, we should, should run, run it. Can you imagine? Can Kelly you imagine? Kelly Brook. Oh, Slim Fast. Bye, Kelly Brook. Yeah. We like shakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time, big time. Do you know what sometimes I like to do? Um, I like to get the bar of like the Weight Watchers, um, like Slim oh, Fast bars, bars, and just eat the whole thing in one go because it's not that many calories. You will have a stomachache for seven hours after it because they do put very specific sweeteners in there that make your tummy hurt. But that's what I like to do. Do you mean put the whole bar in your mouth? Yeah, like eat the whole thing. Oh no, eat the whole box. Eat all five bars. Oh, eat five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. If you, I you they're low cal, but they're gonna bar. hurt your tummy. They're gonna hurt your tummy. Five, so that's five hundred calories. Yeah. So that's like your like a like. And, a, then, a, and, then, and then you feel like you binge, but it's not like a binge. But they do have the sweetener in that is apparently meant to like spark your blood sugar, like sugar. Anyway, no wonder I feel so fabulous at the end of the day when I've done something like that. I am gonna take the the Weight Watchers bars are nicer than Mars bars. So good. They're nice. So than, good. So if you want a little, you it know, might just be because we've fooled and trained <laughs> our brains over years of neglect into thinking that sweeteners are like these great things, like you know. 
Oh, we sound so fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, 146 calories. If you want a little cheat drink. Go on. Yeah. A grande latte with nut. <laughs> a grande latte with nut free, with the Starbucks nut blend, vegan, with sugar free vanilla syrup. Yes! Guess what I just ordered off Amazon yesterday? Sugar free syrup. Sugar free syrup. Knew it. So I can um, have my latte at home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get the Starbucks original blend, unfortunately, off Amazon, but I got mm. my Almond Breeze barista mm. blend, so mm. I'm fine. Don't ever have to leave the house. Exactly. Humans have become more adaptable yeah. in the lockdown. And you think that we are weird, do you know what I mean, <laughs> when we're thinking about these things. Um, yeah, no, I love I love a little cheat drink, do you know what I mean? The caramel macchiato that you can get with the sugar-free caramel syrup, like that just is wonderful. Yeah, Mwah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think I could survive on milkshakes. Me too. I think I could survive on low-calorie beverages. Mm-hmm full fat milk mm-hmm. in my coffee with sweetener and um uh weight loss bars oh totally absolutely yeah absolutely i could survive on that oat shit. milk for me i can't go to you know to killing cows okay well blue top, killing cows. blue top milk it makes up 30 percent of my personality so i'm not gonna be able to give her up definitely, definitely. easily yeah definitely um yeah, but the thing is, like, it's just funny the things that each person survives on, mm-hmm. you know? If I have a coffee shop nearby where at least I can have the semblance of, like, going out for the day, is a short walk, have everything I need at home, got my colouring. Somebody came into my room yesterday when I was filming and saw my colouring pens laid out mm. for my, you know, job mm-hmm. as an illustrator. Yeah. And was like, are you doing your colouring? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you doing your colouring? Oh. What a fucking bitch. She was actually loving. I just didn't know what to do. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> I told you that once I went out with a guy and whenever I got my pens out, he was like, is it colouring time? What? A, I mean, what? He was a doctor, so fair enough. It did look like I was doing something kind of not mm. as impressive. Mm, mm, mm. He was creepy as well. No, he wasn't creepy. Okay, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't creepy. <laughs> She's not creepy. I do go out with creepy men. She has a type. I like creepy men. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Usually with disgusting beards. Yeah. It's yeah. my type, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, And some sort of weird thing about their penis. <laughs> <laughs> Alfie has a lovely penis. This mm. is not... No, know, Alfie, Alfie breaks the mould. Yeah. Fully breaks yeah. the mould. Yeah. Um, no, I think they don't have something wrong with their penis. Are you sure? Yeah. It's either, like really big or really small or like... No, I don't think so. Don't Maybe think not something so. wrong. They've always had like a thing. You've always you've always given a commentary on the penis. Just because I want to prove I've seen it. Yeah, that's true. That's probably what it is. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Like when when I first started kissing boys when I was like sixteen or seventeen. I know I was pretty low bloomer. I used to leave uh, like a rating and a comment about them in a notes folder on my phone. Mm-hmm. Write down the names and things like that. It was to to prove to myself that 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 the kiss had happened. You know? This is really embarrassing. But when after sleeping with Alfie and getting pregnant and then not telling him for four months and then eventually telling him and then going on these dates mm-hmm, with him mm-hmm. because he wanted to. It wasn't like, oh, you're pregnant, we're going to go on dates now. Yeah. It was, you're pregnant, oh, no, I like you, yeah. shall we date? Yeah. Um, so I would, as we were kind of figuring out what we're going to do, I would write down in a, on a Word document, which I've still got every time we met before the baby was born. So I've got about 30 dates that we went on they were all like, you know, to watch Godzilla at Odeon Camden uh, and then just one little note about it. But because I was just so sure that it was going to end mm-hmm. and it wasn't going to go to plan and this was, you know, this wasn't real. I wasn't having a baby with this stranger. Um, I wrote them all down. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> they're all really boring. They're all like, they're nice. They're like Soho Square had flat white or um, had a big spot he saw on Dean Street or something like that. <laughs> He has a knack for seeing a spot. Yeah, like he a does. Hidden, a hidden spot. Yeah, it's yeah, like, he does. Oh, it's really fucking weird. But it's quite nice. It's quite like um, like monkey-ish mm. of him, you know? Oh, my God. Yesterday, he, no, the other day, he was sitting on the sofa. I gave him the baby. And I t- five minutes later, I looked around. And the baby was kind of giddy, smiling, just so happy. And Alfie was stroking his hair in, like he was a monkey, in a circular motion that I've never noticed, that I've never done before. And the baby, and I said, what's happened? What's, 
I, I my like my whole body was on fire with really? just like lust <laughs> and just like you love him you love our child you love him god imagine the oxytocin that must have been going around your brain so much and I said what are you doing and he was like oh the baby loves this the baby loves this and I was so angry mm. at the same time of being like so just like on fire mm -hmm. with inflamed yeah inflamed. because he had found this thing that the baby likes and I didn't know about it Anyway, it's a head thing, apparently. Apparently, all babies like head things. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I'm a bad mother. You're not a bad mother. <laughs> I know, not I, a bad I, that mother. was a joke. Obviously, I'm not a bad mother. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be like, um, yeah, on balance, you're a fine mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. We probably do need therapy after yeah. saying all of that yeah, shit yeah, about yeah. calories. Jesse, you said that you had a realisation about um, maybe opening up your mind a little bit more to to therapy some people have suggested that we need it but it's our decision so don't be so nosy yeah. but what what made you think about it um just because i'm i'm at a brick wall now with my personality i think i'm 33 i taurus stubborn taurus, taurus stubborn um i have i think i've got my shit together in my life like i know what i'm doing with my career i'm happy in my relationship um you know, I, I, I should, I, I look like I've got it sorted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So why do these things keep tripping me up? Like it with my mind, um, you know, insecurities and uh, compulsive thoughts and stuff like that. Just only when it's in my subconscious kind of, it's lying there, uh, you know, when I'm asleep and stuff. And so I was thinking, well, can I, is it something that you can order on Amazon? Mm -hmm. Like, and you can cure yourself and or, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna, I don't expect to be fixed with grief, mm -hmm. um, but I, um, is there a thing I can buy which will help me stop having these harrowing, you know, compulsive thoughts in my subconscious? Um, and so I was just thinking the, the bonus of this pandemic, because I hate meeting new people and stuff is well, I don't hate meeting new people. I'm not, I don't like going out of the house for a meeting that might end badly and then I've wasted the time out of the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was thinking Zoom therapy is obviously a big thing now. And should it, is it something that I should be doing because, you know, this thing has happened in our lives and I, I am struggling, um, at, like we all are. So I was just thinking, you know, I have always been anti-therapy, famously anti-therapy, just because you know, I think having something happen as you're a teenager that's quite traumatic kind of makes you either go one way or the other. Yeah. And because I had a terrible experience with a therapist after the the, the rape, mm -hmm. um, well, I did say it was a real rape. <laughs> it wasn't an implied Ignore one. That. There was a, so it was just two peace signs. <laughs> um, also, not a healthy reaction. Yeah. She clearly needs therapy. I just, <laughs> I have, I just laugh too much when yeah. I talk about it, don't yeah. I? <laughs> Do you remember when I did the live um, podcast with Elizabeth Day? Oh my God. And she, she talked about something and I, I had to mention, I, I went out of my way to mention the rape and mm. I started laughing manically on a stage mm, in front of mm, 200 people. Mm, mm, mm. I remember, I remember, I was, it was vivid. I was there pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, Brighton, just before I started going out with Horatio, his mum and sister were there watching it. Weird. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God, that's so weird. And apparently Lucia, when she saw me walking by, said, that's the girl that Horatio likes. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, yeah, so I'm just thinking maybe it's something I should, uh, I, because I had the terrible experience with the therapist when I was 15, um, I'm just thinking maybe she isn't the only therapist out there or maybe I can meet a nice therapist on Zoom. What do you think? Sure, for sure. Well, I had a terrible experience with the one therapist yes. session I went to too. And, and you had to go physically started. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think people talk enough about how it can really, awful it there can should be. be a selection process. It should be like auditioning your therapist. Mm, mm -hmm. That should be the next fucking ITV2 primetime show. Oh my God, that is... The best fucking idea. Who do you think you are for therapy? Yeah. <laughs> what would it be called? It, it could be called um, inside inside my mind or something like that. Inside or, your mind. Or it could be like um, doctor doctor. Yeah. Doctor doctor. It could be called doctor doctor. Yeah. No. Hysteria. 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 Hyster it could be Hys called hysterical therapy. It could be called, it could be called eyes. I got a feeling. <laughs> the Masked Therapist. The Masked Therapist. That's the next show for ITV. So the Masked Therapist. Oh, that would be such so a good, good idea. So good. You need to sell that shit. So good. Um, I'm just writing development. 
God, development. Can you imagine all of the crazy like pilots and stuff that people have probably written this year? Oh God! I yeah. submitted a pilot that I wrote to a BBC Writers Room competition in January, and I obviously haven't heard about it because they're still deliberating and there's they no way for like five years yeah, yeah um but then i looked on the twitter account because i was like oh i wonder what happened with that and um they apparently received like over seven thousand scripts yeah i told so. you not to apply to that no i'm glad i did it was good yeah. it was fun to have like a you know a deadline and stuff like that but um i just it it's fun great. to have a deadline but then they now have your idea yeah but they can't do anything yeah they it. can because you've submitted it there first yeah but i've already sent it to my agent yeah but i'm just telling you it's it's it they have it so if they now decide they want, if they decide, if you get commissioned and then they find your script, they're going to be like, hang on, she sent this in on January 15th. It is something, I'm, I know what I'm talking about, okay? Okay. With development. That's why she wrote it down. That's why I've had so many failed development deals, you know? Mm-hmm. I know I know all about failure. Yeah, but at the same time, I like it. Who cares? Oh, who cares? Who, who cares? fucking cares? Yeah. Who cares? But who cares? We're easy breezy chicks. Yeah. We have never come across more unhinged, actually. No, I don't think so. I think it's time for it to wrap up. It's fun. But just to answer your question on the therapy thing. Yes. Um, I think Final thought. Final thoughts. These final are my final thoughts. thoughts. These are my final thoughts. I think that if this year has taught us anything, it's that people are vulnerable and strong in equal measure. And that basically acknowledging your issues is going to be healthier in the long term, isn't it? Like Acknowledging that you like the taste of Weight Watchers bars and you don't have an issue. Yeah. But it would be good to talk about why you found Weight Watchers bars in the first place. Probably the positive associations I have with like, oh, wow, this is like a healthy food, so I like it even more. That would be interesting to talk about with a therapist. But also, is that enough of a problem to enable me to have to go and actually see a therapist? There are lots of different issues that are much bigger than that. So, you know, maybe it would be worthwhile. But I think in terms of you, like you have so much on your plate, you're working so hard. It's People say it's just like going to the doctor for a checkup if you've hurt your knee or something yeah. like that. You know, like it's like a little fixer-upper. And Zoom would feel much less invasive. I think the problem is the my my way of life, which isn't necessarily good, is, well, it's not good, is it, I like cheats. Mm-hmm. I like finding something for free. Totally. That's why I like, you know, low-calorie, like, like why I like drinking Fanta Zero and not Fanta because it means that you we can then be as uncontrolled as we want exactly because we both have addictive personalities so I can have 15 exactly it's like rather than just having one Fanta which will probably taste better and satisfy you you have a Fanta Zero so that you can have four and feel awful afterwards or something like that and it's it's the same working out for me with therapy because it's like I've never gone because I've my thought process has been I don't want to sit there for an hour and a half and cry I'd much rather have a moment of crying at home mm-hmm. and then get on with it. Yeah. But what's happening now is it's catching up with me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I thought, okay, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm, I'm being economical here because I'm, I'm, I'm only spending this amount of time really thinking about how sad I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm not wasting three hours traveling to the therapist, having the therapy session, getting really upset for an hour and a half because ultimately that's what I'm going to be. I'm, I'm not going to be happy yeah. for an hour and a half yeah. talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then traveling home, I'd much rather get it all out here. And I know it's not as satisfactory in the long run, but I'm going to just, so I keep piling it up basically. Yeah. yeah. Because also maybe part of, part of the mindset that we have is like, unless we're going to get fixed, then what's the point? Yeah. And with something like grief, it's never going to be fixed. Exactly. You can't get unraped. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh God. it's true. It's but true. it's true. It's not like I'm just sad. I want to go to a therapist or I'm just, I've got these you know, it, it's something that I, it, it's it's irreversible. Which is why I probably get all bitter and petty about like people um, who are really, really into self-care and are into the sort of, you know, therapizing generation and stuff like that. Um, and the way that they use like these words borrowed from, you know, therapy or a pastel Instagram infographic as it more usually is the case. Like using words like, you know, don't 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 let your shame and your fear complex, you know, stop you from, like using all of these terms and stuff. When I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't think that it's like abuse or trauma when like you're talking about like the fact that you used to fight with your siblings a lot or something at home. So I sometimes get really jealous of the fact that people are able to go to therapy for that sort of thing, find a solution, fix that problem and then leave and kind of like be happy customers when we're dealt with something that is like, we're never going to get a solution to that or an answer. So that's probably why I get jealous of people that can go to therapy for, in my mind, fixable stuff. Yeah, when actually I'm being judgmental, maybe that isn't fixable. Maybe well, it has left an error. Elizabeth Day really talks really well about it in all of her podcasts. She says that, you know, um, there's no scale. Yeah. You know, we all have... No, there is a, there is, there is or not scale. 
I'm I'm fucking Elizabeth Day up on her. I, mm. I I just love her. Sorry, um, but she has these different that you can have a, a problem that's seemingly you know nothing to you, but it might be huge to someone else. Exactly, and that's exactly. why it's difficult. I everybody, uh, yeah. I think it's it's essentially. I know I'm not going to be fixed. We're not going to be fixed. We can't change what's happened in our lives, but um, it would be nice to. I think it would just be a, a nice experiment for totally. me, just and because I'm proud and I'm stubborn and yeah. I have had these such strong opinions in the past about therapy. I think it would be good to just kind of like just test the water and see how I go. But it just shows how much you've progressed as well, in a way, because you're acknowledging and accepting the fact that the nightmares that you spoke about, like that's one small element of the problem. And you know you're not gonna be able to fix the whole thing, but you're willing to like risk risk yourself by putting yourself out there and fix that small part of it. Like that shows that you've progressed mm. because I like I don't know, we wouldn't have been able to do that six months ago. No, like that. No, so no good no. for you, bitch. I'm worried that we have been we have to issue so many trigger warnings in this podcast. <laughs> we no, have to issue the don't. Weight Watchers calorie counting, Weight Watchers rape on rape trigger warning therapy trigger warning maybe some people get triggered by therapy yeah maybe maybe a very it, horrible therapist yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know people who've been also scarred by the bbc writers room exactly you know. tell me your experiences and then did they get back to you <laughs> okay thank you very much see you I think that was actually really good, yeah.